The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, you're good to go. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates 975. Text the show, you know the number for that. Miss the first hour? Well, your Texans are at it again, interviewing Josh McCown for their head coaching job. Well, just talking to him about it. Well, talking to him about it, or talking with him about it, I believe was the exact wording. But I did want to do one Texans thing today, and, and I told you, if you accept my premise, then maybe they did something good. It, it might be a stretch. In fact, it is a stretch. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. But everybody made a big deal out of how they didn't hire a GM off the list that they were provided, right? Right. And Cal McNair's answer, which does make sense, is that he, they already knew Nick Casario, so those guys didn't put him on the list because they, they knew about him because they'd interviewed him and would probably to interview him again. So that's fine. So here is the, here are the five candidates that the Cornhole Fairies uh, put out there for your Texans. Omar Khan. Lewis Riddick, Matt Barzigan, Trent Kirchner, Scott Cohen. Now, there were six GM openings around the league. Do you know how many of those guys off the Cornhole Ferry list got hired? Zero. Zero. Martin Mayhew, Trent Balky, Terry Fontenot, Brad Holmes, Casario, and Scott Fitterer got jobs. So the list itself... Of that list, now maybe they were perfect for the Texans, but not a single one of those guys got hired on the Cornhole Ferry list. Now, do you remember who they said would be a good candidate for head coach? I don't. A guy named Brian Schottenheimer. Oh, yeah. What happened to him? Uh, He got fired from the job that he had. Yeah, as offensive coordinator. So here's my point. While it was dumb to hire these guys... Maybe they figured out that eh, maybe they don't know what they're doing. Maybe none of these guys are really a fit because it's not like anybody else went out and hired Lewis Riddick. I know he had other interviews. Here's the other thing I want to ask you about him because I, I like the guy. I think he does a good job on ESPN. But now that he has been essentially passed over by several teams, isn't he going to look bitter whenever he criticizes any one of those teams yeah. like when he's on Get Up and stuff? It's kind of a tough spot to be in, right? Yeah. That would be like if you went and interviewed for a job with, uh, uh, let's see, the Texans, for instance. Like They were going to hire you as an assistant GM. And you thought you were going to get it, and then they decided, no, they, they didn't like you. And then you come back here, and you're doing the same criticism you've always done, but everybody's going to say, oh, it's because you weren't good enough to get hired by him. Right. It's funny because he actually did criticize the Texans yesterday morning on Get Up. Oh, really? You want to hear the audio? Uh, Sure. This is what happens when you get sloppy and careless regarding relationships and trust 
in any level of business, whether it be in the NFL or anything, when you tell somebody something, in this case a franchise caliber player something, you ha- you know that he is someone who you know a lot of your success rides on. And you have open communication with him, which you're assuming that they had open communication with him on, and then you just totally ignore it. And so the young man is sitting there going, wait a minute, I'm the, fr- I'm the face of the franchise here. I'm someone who you obviously have invested in, and I have given you everything as far as that return on investment I can possibly give you. And then you just basically ignore me when you know that the relationship that you have with me, the relationship I have with the head coach, the relationship I have with the weapons that are really what are going to drive the bus down here. And you just break that relationship. You just sever that relationship, whether it was... All right, I whether think we was, get the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of hard to take him seriously, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's... I don't know. I, I guess it's hard to take anybody seriously about this at this point, right? No. I mean... Who are you taking serious? Me. Besides you. Anyone? Mm, no. Not even me. What about Big Bad John? Yeah, him for sure. Him for sure. What about the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? I uh, know. No, I'm a little. You're not taking it seriously. No, I'm, I'm not on the ballot. Kind of makes me upset. So, no, I, I just, I, I obviously, I'm not really giving any national guys any credence on any of this. I don't think you can. I and I, th- I, th- I think sometimes it, I, I think sometimes it's good to hear it because I, I feel like we're too close to this thing sometimes. Yeah. But I also feel like we're close and we understand what's going on around here. I agree. Better than a lot of these these cats do. But uh, that's okay, though. It's it's funny because fans always want the national media to talk about their team. Until they, until yeah. they start talking about them. Guess what you got? Guess what you got, guys? Uh, just, Astros fans wanted that, too. Yep. yep. How come no one talks about the Astros nationally as much as they do the Yankees and the Red Sox? Well... You got your wish, sir. You did. You, <laughs> you did. didn't like it. Well, how about the Rockets? Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't like that either. <laughs> so, regardless, I, mean, I I just think it's kind of a... It, it, I mean, I think he may have fair points, but it's just it's kind of a bad look. Now, now it's going to be like, oh, well, you interviewed for a job there and didn't get it. So, now you're being critical of a job that... You, thought you should have had essentially but that's just me i could be wrong sir i am quite a could bit be. i am quite i don't a bit. think you are though this time yeah i, I mean I, I don't i don't necessarily disagree with him but you know that's how uh that's how the, the media works man that's how the national media works i'm so hey did you find that other video no okay i'll try to find that one for you I want to see if you guys think it's better or worse than, than Big Bad Shop. I'm going to go with worse. Well, what would it be titled? I don't know. I I will I will search on the next break. I have some ideas. I can't remember the name of the girl who did it, though, but it was, yeah. Text Money said those people had a point, though, when Houston was great. Nobody gave a bleep. Now that there's drama, all of a sudden there's all this interest. Elitist media shills think we're all hayseed inbreds. Well, we are. I mean, let's let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, Not all of us are, uh, but I, some I am. Of us. But no, no. It, it's the thing is, though, guys. What sells? Drama. Yeah, drama sells. the The Patriots story with the deflated balls was the biggest thing in the world forever, and you know, and it was dumb. But that's all anybody ever talked about for a year. The Bounty Gate. 
It's all anybody ever talked about. That's that's where we are here right now. And and, and whenever a guy wants to be traded or there's there's drama and off field stuff, that that's what sells for him, man. That's what gets you the clicks and that's what gets you the views. That's what gets you Nielsen ratings. Unfortunately, that is a fact. That's why why do, why does everybody always talk about the Lakers even when they sucked? Now they have LeBron, you always talk about the Lakers. Cowboys, same thing. Because whatever happens there is a big deal. And that's the Yankees. All of that, they're always going to get first run until you have drama. And guess what you have here, drama. You got some drama. Uh all right, what am I doing here? All state. You know there's no drama, all state. All state windows and siding. Uh, and I can tell you that from experience because they did my windows, and boy, did they do a fantastic job. They came out first. They showed us the uh, the product and basically you know, gauged our interest, and we were very interested because it's a fine product. Uh, made in Texas, built for Texas tough weather. Uh, and, guys, once we, once we decided to do it, they measured our windows. We were able to customize the windows, like, you know, if we wanted – the, the top to be all glass, just a small sliding thing at the bottom, which is what we did with most of our downstairs so we can have better views outside the window. Uh, or, or if you just want them the way they were, you want sliding windows, whatever you want, they can do it. But then they come out and install very quick. You never know they were there because everything's cleaned up. And now I'm saving 40% of my electric bills and the windows look great. Uh, you want the best rate? Call Allstate, 832-204-1936. Or you can check them out online, allstatesidingandwindows.com. Get the bus. No, you heard me say you play you late. Don't make me push the butt. Full of pain. Dropped enough tears to fill up a fill up a bus. More of a buggers. I'm about to chop You are listening to the Blitz. Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. Hey, guys. It's AJ Hoffman. It's fall, and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys. Guaranteed to upgrade your life. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month, right? It's like Christmas on your doorstep. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLITZ at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code BLITZ for 20% off your first box. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780. ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. This says, Dan Campbell won't work. Poor Lions. Man, I, I want Detroit to get... Those guys need something. They need him to work. I feel bad for a Lions fan. And and 
I kind of feel bad for Texans fan because they've become the Lions. Yeah, but they haven't. I mean, the Texans fan, the, the Texans organization has been average almost forever. Yeah, like they've had a couple runs where they were better than average, couple runs where they were below average, but they're for the most part they're like a middle of the road. I mean, what we always make fun of it. Like, where do they rank? Oh, seventeenth. Yeah, that's about that's, right. That's him. Uh, so it's it's. It's a lot easier to feel bad for teams like the Browns and the Lions that, that or the Bengals, like the teams that just feel like even if they do have a year of success, the next year they're going to be back to being four right. and twelve or three and thirteen. Right. Like even though the Browns made the playoffs this year, but does anybody really believe in the Browns long term? Mm. No, I sure don't. No. So uh, I don't know. It, it, the 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 Lions are a different level of oh poor guys. <laughs> The Jets are getting to be that. Yeah, like except, they're turning into that. Yeah, but they're New York, so it's it's hard to feel sorry That's for them. That's true. It's like the Knicks. How do you really feel sorry for the Knicks? Um, and A three two says, I feel like the national media really wants to shine out of Houston. I'm I'm sure that the the big time national guys would love to have him in New York. Well, by the way, because nobody cares about Houston. Okay, here's the here's the facts though. Big time national media guys. If Deshaun says, I'm staying in Houston, guess what they don't have? A story. Right. If Deshaun leaves Houston, guess what they've got? A mega story. And when you don't have any emotional attachment or any care about whether the Texans are good or bad, like when that part of it, you take that out that as a factor, you don't care. That's me. You're just looking for what's the better story. Deshaun leaving because ownership is a total mess is the best story. Agreed. Now, I don't know that I want to do radio in this town with a, a team that's going to be perpetually 2-14 and 14 for the next three years if he were to leave. But boy, it'd give us a lot to talk about. Well, the thing is, realistically, we don't need the damn Texans to have stuff to talk well, about. We talk about the NFL in general. Yeah, and because you know, we gamble. There's gambling. But, yeah, I don't think... Uh, uh, if they if they totally crash this thing and turn it into garbage, so what? Yeah, you know what? It's it's uh, there's plenty other. You can take my joy. There's plenty <laughs> other stuff we can talk about. There's good stuff out there. There's games this weekend. There's fights this weekend. At some point, and I wanted to talk about both of those. Yeah. There's two hockey overs tonight for the people too. Uh, I uh, reevaluated everything a little bit, but what what I it's a silly story. But you know they had these tracking pucks so they could do the where you could see where the puck is, and apparently the new ones were all screwed up and guys they, they were bouncing and guys had trouble controlling them, so scoring was down. Right. They went back to the old pucks. Scoring's right back where it was. Okay. Is that having an effect? Yeah, I've I've tracked the last two nights uh, to see what my plays would have done, and. Because I was scared after the little losing streak, I missed out on a four-one run. But uh, that's all right. I'm I'm back on the game tonight. Uh, I have two bets. I have Edmonton Toronto over six, and I have uh, Detroit Chicago over six. And as a matter of fact, just played a little little parlay with those two. Okay. I mean, I played them separately, but I played a little parlay too, just for grins. So if you're looking for some hockey action tonight. I feel like I'm back on the horse. 
Randy asked, honestly, guys, do you think if you did not gamble, you would even do sports radio? I I'd still do it, but it makes a lot more fun. Yeah. You know, I've always gambled, so yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to even imagine that. Now, I listen to a lot of guys. But I'm also a guy, and I think you're the same way. You didn't grow up saying, oh, I hope one day I can do sports talk radio. No, I mean, I'm like you. I just kind of fell into it, yeah. and, and then it turned into I something had, that worked. I had no plans of doing sports talk radio ever. So, yeah, my my goal all along was uh, just write a bunch of write a bunch of novels. Hopefully, get them turned into movies. And you know, do we know the story of the two white guys who came and patted Hank Aaron on the shoulder while he was running around the bases? Uh, yeah, I've read that before. Were they just fans that ran on the field? Yeah, yeah. There's there was a whole story about them. One they've gotten famous off that. That was a good move by them. Now yeah. you'd probably get tased and get your ass beat. Oh yeah, yeah. Or but shot. It may be shot. Yeah, I think in this world you get shot. I don't know. I mean, they wouldn't shoot you while you were standing next to Hank. Well, you got a good enough sniper, he'd do it. Which, by the way, R.I.P. Hank Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, one one of the uh, the greats ever to do it, and doesn't get. He doesn't get the same love as some of the other all-time greats for whatever reason. Um, like most people would say, well, Willie Mays is a better ball player than Hank Aaron, and and I'm probably guilty of that too. Like if I if in my mind, and probably because I didn't see either of them play, so I just take what I hear from people, like my dad, and they'll they my dad will go down telling you that Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays were better than Hank Aaron. I don't know that. And I'm sure his dad told him Joe DiMaggio is better than Mickey Mantle. I, I, I guess I'm guessing that's how it always works. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? But our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. But uh, it does seem like Hank Aaron always. I mean, despite being the home run king for most of my life, it seems like when you think about the all-time great players, like and Hank Aaron will never approach Babe Ruth on most people's all-time greatest players list, and part of that is the. The legend of Babe Ruth, right? But uh, Hank Aaron, if if it's if it's possible to be underrated at the level that Hank Aaron got to, Hank Aaron kind of underrated, I think. I uh, I remember as a kid seeing him hit the seven hundred fifteenth home run and what a big deal it was, and kind of, but he never was considered on that level of Ruth, and I think part of it was, and, and I know everybody those race out today like it's nothing but it, there was a lot more racial divide around then oh sure and, and so I, I think that was part of it and but i mean he was a fantastic player if you look at his numbers take away his homers he still had three thousand hits yeah and you know it's just it's one of those things he also wasn't a controversial dude he just went out there well, and he wasn't a runs. personality right and that's kind of why like if i mean you remember i know i don't remember it i don't at that as many old jokes as I make about you, I don't think you were even alive for this, but the Mickey Mantle-Roger Maris home run race where it was basically everybody was cheering for Mickey Mantle because he was a personality, right. and Roger Maris was a, a – he was dull. He, he was a hayseed. Yeah. He and really not, was. And not that – I mean, Mickey Mantle was from Oklahoma. Yeah. But, but he fit, he played the game. Well, like Mi- a, because, but Mickey became – he was Derek Jeter of his time. He became a star. Yeah, he was – because he was out banging chicks and drinking all yeah. night. Roger Maris didn't know how to be a star. And maybe Hank Aaron – and again, I don't know because I wasn't alive during the day. But Hank Aaron just doesn't seem like he was ever a a star personality. No, no, now, he, a star player, but not a star personality. And that's the thing. And, and baseball was a different animal during Ruth's era. 
And he was, I mean, he was Tiger Woods. He was Michael Jordan. Which, by the way, the reason why Babe Ruth, or not Babe Ruth, why Craig Biggio and Jeff Bagwell weren't bigger stars around the league isn't because they were in Houston. It's because they weren't stars. They, they were duds. They, 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 they were, were dud personalities, yeah. let's be honest. So, and, and most baseball players are. That's why, And I think that's one reason people want to hold, hold on to Correa so much is because he's not a dud personality. Right. And if he ever has that MVP-type season, he, he would become a megastar, yeah. I think. Just don't really want it to be this year because then, then you're going to have to pay him all that money or you're going to lose him. Although he said today he'd like to be an Astro for life. Well, so. that's what you have to say. That's the, that's the general statement. Didn't Deshaun Watson say anything? Yes. Okay, just checking. I'm pretty sure James Harden did too. I could be wrong. Uh, the, the Twitchers are off on this getting an NHL team to Houston. And, and no disrespect, but whoever says uh, Edmonton want to move, no, they don't. Edmonton just got a brand new arena that, from what I understand, is every bit as good as T-Mobile in Vegas, which I think is the most awesome arena I've ever been in. So you can you can stop throwing that out there. That was that was a 20-year-ago rumor. It ain't going anywhere. All right, 713-780-ESPN is your number. And with Seattle getting a, a new team, like they're not expanding anytime soon. Well, actually, I have been reading some stuff that a couple of these leagues are thinking about expanding because they're short of money. And the expansion fee, because they, they're getting a $500 million expansion fee for Seattle to get spread out to all the other owners. Okay, That's what they got from Vegas. Add two more teams. You've added another billion dollars from money. Now, I don't think, I hate the idea of expansion. Uh, I, I've all said all along, contraction's the way to go with some of these teams. I mean, really, with any league that's not the NFL, yeah, it, they should have about 24 teams. I agree, but the, the thing is, if you're looking at, and I, I think it's a long-term bad business model, but if you're looking at this year's business model and saying, dude, we're losing a bunch of money, here's a way we can get a billion dollars spread yeah, out among the entire league. Sense. Uh, then I think that could happen. I still think a relocated franchise is what's going to happen here. I thought it would have happened sooner. I think the the whole Rona thing has backed things up a little bit, but it's also made it a bigger struggle for certain teams. Well, here's so be the other patient. thing. Mo- I mean, the, the NHL, more than any other league, has these franchises moving around. And I think it's because it just doesn't always work in every part of the country. It that's kind of old news. They haven't. They've had one team move in like the last fifteen years. Okay. Well, then yeah. Maybe no, it is old the, news. the last one that moved was Atlanta to Winnipeg. Okay. Then and, maybe yeah. maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah. Uh, you have to go back quite a while before they were, uh, for, before that one. I'd have to look it up, but I think that was at least ten years ago, twelve years ago, maybe more. But that's the thing. They've tried to stabilize it. I think they've got pretty good markets now, but I do think that uh, there are some that just aren't working. Like, and and if Tampa hadn't wasn't really good, they wouldn't draw flies. They just happen to be good, so people go. So you're right. It, it, in the last 15 years, it, it has only been one. I, it, there was a the from 93 to 97, four different teams moved cities: uh, Minnesota, Quebec, Winnipeg, and Hartford all moved. In, in a four-year yeah. span. So I guess it just kind of made me feel like that that's just something that happens all the time. Yeah, and I'm, I think if you go back and look at it, you probably had close to as many NBA teams during that stretch because you had uh, Vancouver move to Memphis. Um, where did uh, 
there was at least two others that I thought of last night. Charlotte and Orlando got they got and Miami yeah. got awarded franchises. Those were new franchises, right? Um, there was one other one that I was thinking. Oh, Seattle moved to Oklahoma City, but yeah, I mean, over the the last decade plus, though, it's been pretty stable. Yeah, you're right. But I do think I think a team like Florida, a team like Carolina, I, I still think, and everybody talks about Arizona. Oh, the Coyotes should move to Houston. The problem with that is, I mean, that's actually a good market. They put them out in Glendale. Here's the problem. Hockey, hockey's overexpanded. It has. And that's why I say contraction, way to go. I don't think there's enough players for them to add two more teams. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So. All right. You know, you know what? There, there's enough Carbach for everybody that we can agree on that, right? There's enough for us all. You, it, the grocery store, cool, they got it. The liquor store, they got it. You, you, how about you want to go to, uh, you want to go down to the brewery, the restaurant. They got enough for all of us. That's the great thing about Carbach. It's for all. It's for the people. Uh, Carbach has, oh, and we tried the ranch water the other day. For they've now even they're trying to make non-beer drinkers happy now with that ranch water. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a beer drinker, but I'm a fan of the ranch water. It's a good little flavor. The agave lime. They've got more flavors to come, but that agave lime goes really well with some tequila, with some mezcal. Fred said he's tried it with some vodka. Uh, just a great mixer or great on its own. It's going to be a great river time beer when that time comes. Uh, but check it out along with all of Carbox mainstays, Crawford Bach, uh, Love Street, Hopadillo. They've got all that stuff, Rodeo Clown down at the brewery. Uh, and they've got some things down there that you may not be able to find anywhere else. So go check them out. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And when you're out and about, grab yourself some Carbox. It's a shame on me now to me to places I've never been Till you put me down I knew you were trouble when you wanted Warning, warning You're listening to ESPN 97.5 This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Happy Friday, Friday. And we should have alcohol in here for the halftime show. We're halfway through the show. What is it Joel used to say? 90 in the rear, 90 in the something like penis that. or something? I don't yeah, know. yeah. yeah. Uh, Haitian Diva asked, how, didn't Houston have hockey? Why bring it back if it didn't work? And, and, and that's, they had hockey in the 70s. It actually did work, the original arrows, and they sh- they were supposed to be part of the NHL. And a lot of political stuff happened, and it just never did happen. Well, and also, because the arrows weren't in the NHL, I mean, that's just the well, interest. I'm, I'm, talking the, about, I'm talking about the original arrows with Gordy, Mark, and Marty. They right. were WHA. I'm talking about yeah. the more recent version. The reason right. it didn't work is because it wasn't an NHL team. But People, you know what? They filled that damn arena when they made the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think there's enough of a market here. I always have. Uh, and the other thing I would say is this market's changed a lot. Um, especially, and I don't know what it's like in your neighborhood. My neighborhood, almost everybody moved here from the Midwest. And... You know, there's a bunch of people that have moved from Illinois and Michigan and places like that and, you know, that live here now that like hockey. So it's, uh, I, I think the market's there. I just think that it, just like any other Houston team, if they win, people will go. The Texans seem to be the only thing immune to that. But 
I, I mean, I, 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 I was pretty sure it would have happened by 2022. I'm, I'm less, uh, less convinced at this point. Did you see that? A, I need to ask NASCAR Trey about this, but you know, Trey, I hate to break it to you, but this is why you're not a sport. There's a 62 year old planning to race in the Daytona 500. Mm. Derek Cope, who like won two races, one of them was the Daytona in 1990. Were you even born in 1990? Yes. Okay, barely. Uh, barely, but yeah. Yeah. 88. 62 years old. Now I, you know, I'm sure he's taking care of himself and all that. But how many 62 year old drivers do you see on the freeway that you? don't really trust like all of them right yeah you're gonna trust this guy i thought that was bizarre i mean are are 62 year olds able to come back to the nfl uh i get if anybody would do it i guess it would be a kicker because some of these kickers seem to go for a really long time like adam vinatieri's finally out of the league yeah but he fell off big time yeah but i mean I don't. I don't think sixty-two-year-old football players will work. Okay, I'm just curious. I'm, they're just like a sixty-two-year-old tennis player wouldn't win. Maybe on the senior tour. No, no, this is no senior tour. This is the actual Daytona Five Hundred. Well, it doesn't not, say it's, again. It's, no, it's it doesn't. Sport. It doesn't say Daytona Geriatric Five Hundred. That's true. If they had a Geriatric Five Hundred, then that's cool. I just found it. I found it interesting. I don't know why. Um, the other thing that, that's kind of out there. Oh, by the way, your Dallas Stars are finally going to play a game since uh, one last hey. little hockey bow. They uh they had COVID problems and they're finally playing your Predators. All right, bring them on. The uh, Summer Olympics are still planning to go on this year, a year later in Tokyo, and this is another one. I kind of wonder why. Uh. Well, there's, you know why. There's a lot of money attached to that. There is. But, I mean, un- unlike a lot of these sports where you're just going to, you know, you, at most you're going to other team stadiums. I mean, you're bringing people from all over the world into basically one big area, even if you're just doing athletes. I mean, all those athletes do is have sex in that thing, which, you know, I admire. Don't get me wrong. But that just seems like a pandemic relaunch waiting to happen agreed but they're planning to to uh to keep going said we have at this moment no reason whatsoever to believe that the olympic games in tokyo will not open on the 23rd of july in the olympic stadium in tokyo that's why there is no plan b and this is why we are fully committed to make these games safe and successful good luck guys indeed i hope it works out for you Bold strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy. <laughs> Let's see if it works out. Yeah. Ah, what is uh? Patrick Creighton's got some uh, goodies in there, it looks like. Yeah, he's got a uh, Carbach 12-pack. Ooh. Oh, look at Patrick. I don't know if he's planning on sharing with you two, but he uh, brought me one. Well, that's okay. That's okay. It's all good. That's, you, you should be able to drink while you're doing your producing. Yeah, you got work to do. Yeah. I guess he is bringing some in here. So, the greatest Ooh, hits back. Yeah, that's uh, Crawford Bach would be just great. 
This is as good as we can do until the Roni goes away. We'll, uh, we'll take a break from the uh, happy little birthday. Thank you, Creighton. Patrick Grayton is a good man. About to do some great things together. So, yeah, somebody wants to know, can we make Aaron sing while drunk? I don't know if we want to hear that. I don't either. I don't you know. definitely don't. Yeah, and I, don't, I mean. Well, he, he's not going to get drunk off of this. I mean, this is good drinking beer, but yeah. unless he drinks the whole package. But you got to save some for Patrick. So it's got the Southern Wheat, Crawford Bach, Hopadillo, Love Street. Did you go for the Hopadillo? I went. I just reached in and grabbed. Ah, yeah, I went for the. I got the Crawford Bach. What'd you get, Aaron? Hopadillo. Okay, that I chose. Okay, I'm glad I didn't choose the Hopadillo. That was my next choice. I'm a randomizer. Be- well, because then it would have been, oh, we're all drinking Hopadillo. That means the other ones must suck. There's Love Street in here. There's the Southern Wheat. I mean, there's plenty of other good That's beers right. in here. So. Yeah, so uh, for those of you on uh, the Twitch, salute. Have a beer. Cheers, boys. Have a, make it a Carbach, as That's A.J. Right. Hoffman says. So, uh, um, late hits on tonight from Still Curtain. Yes, Patrick is here. And he just brought us beer. So there. Uh, and I, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about Josh McCown. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, man, I, I didn't, if you missed it, it, it's a weird tweet because it doesn't say they interviewed him for the head coaching job. No, they just talked to him about it. They talked to him about it, but then there's a report out there that they're actually considering it, which I don't know if that's true. I, I just, I don't know what to make of this organization. And at this point, yeah, the, the actual tweet, the Houston Texans have continued discussions about the vacant head coach position with Jim Caldwell and Josh McCown. It doesn't say they interviewed him. And, and that kind of gets back to what I was I was speculating, that maybe they already have a coach in mind, and he's let him know that these are guys he'd like to have on the staff. Very possible. And they're talking to them. Uh, they're having continued discussions about the vacant head coach position with these guys. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, when Leslie Frazier comes in here, he'd like to hire you. Um, so maybe that's it. Rocky Balboa was 62 when he made a comeback. That's true. Yeah. He's a rare breed, though. Yeah. And he lost. Yeah. But he was very game. He was up for battle, but his, like his, so what we're saying is his mind was in it, but his body wasn't. Yeah. Is that a rap lyric? No. no. I'm, I'm just wondering if that will affect the NASCAR driver. Although I see a lot of fat NASCAR drivers. I see a lot of super skinny ones. I don't think it takes a whole lot of athletic skill. I'm, I'm sure that. like it's it's an exhausting thing. I'm not saying that. I'm sure it's like it's hot in there. There's yeah. no AC. You got to pee on yourself. It's high pressure. I get all that. But athletic ability, it doesn't seem like there. it takes a whole lot. But I might be wrong. Mm. Like, uh, I feel like Juggalo Trey. Juggalo Trey is not what we would call a natural athlete. But I bet he can drive the hell out of a car. I bet he can. Um, Cricket wanted to know about our ideas on betting the game Sunday. We're going to do that at 6 o'clock today. Unless you object. No. We're, we're going to go over the games. We haven't had a chance to do it yet because we've been caught up in... You know, at least we didn't have a cryptic Deshaun tweet today. Unless I missed one. I mean... Uh, but... I don't know. I, I bet he did one. 
and I can probably bet it on my bookie. Uh, which guess what? You can bet everything on my bookie. Those two hockey overs I gave you earlier, my bookie. Uh, a little horse racing, my bookie. Uh, Sam Houston tonight. You got the games, and when we talk about them at six o'clock, and you hear the plays that we're going to do, my bookie is a place I do it. And if you're into NBA college hoops, boom. Oh, by the way, big fight tomorrow night. Get on there and bet on my bookie. And uh, if you take check out their mobile friendly website, take advantage of a half deposit match right now up to a thousand dollars. All you have to do is use promo code radio when you make your first deposit. And if you're already on my bookie, keep an eye on there because well, they have contests all the time. They have bonuses all the time. And uh, just go to mybookie.ag where you can bet, win, and get paid. Make sure you use promo code radio. The other cool thing is when you win, you actually do get paid. And I, I cashed out twice in the, in the last couple of weeks. Had the money within a couple of days. That simple. That's what they do. Uh, don't forget that half deposit matchup to 1000 when you use promo code radio. MyBookie.ag. That's my bookie. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. It is uh, time for the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. You know what I think I'm going to do is like every day use Google Translate and say... It's these Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day in a different language. Do it. And just try to... Uh, change things up a little. Yeah. Spice spice is always a good thing, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. I just It might be fun. Uh, regardless, we go to Jacksonville, Florida, of course, where several people sent me this. So thank you guys on uh, Twitter for sending me this. A naked man driving a stolen Jacksonville Sheriff's, sheriff's Office cruiser crashed into the woods just off Interstate 10 on Thursday as a news crew watched the incident unfold. News 4 Jacks reporter Joe McLean watched the crash happen off I-10. According to an arrest report, a 22-year-old man was driving his roommate's car and got into a crash. A Jacksonville police officer found him around 11.30 a.m. lying naked on the road on I-10. The officer stopped and tried to help the man. which you're not naming because of mental health concerns. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, They said he at first complied with the officer, but then became combative and ran toward the officer's car and jumped into the driver's seat. The officer's car door was closed, but not locked. Uh, The officer was wrestling with the naked man, trying to get him out of the driver's seat. Uh, But when he started to drive away, the officer backed away because he was at risk of getting injured by the moving car. And of course, it uh, crashed into the woods. It happens. Yeah. So uh, he uh, leapt out of the driver's side window and started screaming. They were seconds behind and arrived with weapons drawn and took the man into custody. Now, if you're wrestling with a naked dude, I, I'm just uh, pull it, cop or otherwise. I mean, just general. All right. 
Is I'm it? I'm not saying I'd do one or the other, but okay. I know, but if you know, let's say a naked guy was trying to steal your vehicle, you're going to stop him, right? Yeah. You grabbing a sack? Probably not. Kind of hard if he's sitting in the driver's side. Yeah, I'm. But, I but also, no, if I think I could disable him with it, yeah, I probably grab a sack and snap it. You know. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just kind of old school in that I would probably just try to to hit him in the face really hard first, and if that didn't work, I would just try to choke him. Yeah, I'm kind of. You would have a hard time getting to his junk if he's seated in your car. Yeah. I feel like a good old punch to the face in that situation is probably your best bet. Yeah, you'd, but you kind of pull a Tyson, right? You try to push the bone into the brain or from the you, nose. Or you just drag him out of the vehicle. Well. Or just pull his arm out and then slam the door shut on his arm. Yeah, that's a good move. Where it chops his arm off at the elbow and there's blood squirting everywhere. Then, then, you, <sighs> then you pull him out and break the other arm. <sighs> yeah. Like that? Yeah. That'd be funny. But then... And, I, and then you say, that's what you get. Except uh, not on the radio, you would call him a mother effer. No. On the radio, you just say, that's what you get. And then you snap his ball sack. No, I, don't touch his ball sack. I'm just trying just to... leave him alone. Inf- like Inflict additional pain here. No. No. Mm. I mean, dude, his arm has just been severed at the elbow. Like, yeah. It, it, just dumping him in the ball sack now is like... Okay, it's piling on a little bit, but listen. At what point do we bite his kneecap off? Uh, <laughs> Junior Broncos beat you to that on Twitch, by the way. Oh, damn. <laughs> Slow to the game, bud. Good callback, though. Very good callback. <laughs> then he said, after he knocked me to the ground on my way up, I'd bite his other kneecap. <laughs> oh, well, that is your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really having a hard time finding this stupid video. And I know I'm not making it up because we actually. Are you sure you're not making it up? No, because we had a, uh, we had a meeting with a group that was, uh, looking to do videos and stuff. And we were showing them these, and that was one of them. And the other one was this rap video. And I'm sitting there cringing the whole time. I cannot believe we're showing this to people. And I can't believe that it was actually on YouTube. So I'm going to have to find it. I will, though. Before the end of the show, I promise. 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713 713- Seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in, and uh, we will go over some gambling for you, uh, in at six o'clock. So I was trying to uh, translate it's the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day into Ukrainian. And why did you pick Ukrainian? First? I I just wanted something different. Okay. Say Yavre Zadok is how it starts off, but it gives you. The actual letters, too, which I can't read because I don't speak Ukrainian. You're pathetic. Well, you tell me what these are. I don't like to show off, but I know. (laughs) Yeah. Trust me, I know. Uh, So it's Seyuvalima Samatsvita Zaragdinya. All right. Eh, That wasn't too bad. 
That's what you know. What that's what we need. That's what we need from Deshaun. Cryptic, cryptic rap lyrics in foreign languages. Be good. Make it even more confusing. Yeah. Has uh has Jesus Easter be tweeted lately? I I don't follow him. I haven't seen anything from him lately. Usually, I see things come across the uh come across the Twitter, but I have I haven't seen anything from him lately. I'm just His last curious. thing was a retweet of the Houston saying. Uh, the full bio of Nick Casario, your new head t- or Texans GM. That's it. That was the last thing he actually tweeted or retweeted. Hmm. I I think he should start getting cryptic. Things are not what they seem. Yeah. Have we heard from Hannah McNair lately? That's the other one. I I think she's still taking a nap. Does she tweet? Yeah, I think she does. Is it her or her sister? I thought it was I don't her know. sister. I think it's her sister. Well, who was it that she, was it Facebook that she or, or Instagram where she went off on her, the person who knew her for uh, sitting next to somebody with an Easterby sign? I thought that was a sister. I thought that was her sister. Okay, maybe it was. So I, I'd, I'd like to sit down and have a conversation with Hannah. I bet you would. Yeah. You sly dog. I wouldn't. Go that direction. You ever been with a man without a mustache? I got something else that stands alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No, stop, stop. That was that was wholly inappropriate. It really was. Yeah. I was talking about my nose, okay? <laughs> Fine. Oh man. It's it's Friday and, it, and it is Friday. We're baby. getting uh in a little loopy here after all this damn Texans talk. I, I honestly didn't think. I thought today would it would just be kind of it'd be a topic because it has to be pretty much every day. But then we kind of get into some other stuff like who's going to win the games this weekend. I want to get your thoughts on the fights. We'll do all that in the next hour. But it was we're gonna talk football next, though. So. Yeah, we're gonna do football next and uh, get a little UFC preview from Hoffman. Some point in the uh, six. Let's take a uh, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! 